This is a niche radio podcast. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log into www.nicheradio.co.za. Welcome to the coolest podcast ever with Billy. Greetings world and welcome back to the coolest podcast ever. As you heard in the intro, my name is Billy and I am here to serve you with some motivation for the week because today's show is our first motivational monday welcome i'm really really happy to be doing this i'm recording this in the morning so it's a bit chilly i'm still getting into the rhythm of things you know with being a podcaster doing research finding out things that life was natural for me because i've always been a very curious mind but now it's kind of weird because i'm working on this research so i can present it to the world almost like a school project every week <laughs> which is really nice because i i want to ace the test i want to impress the people that are listening i want to entertain you and i want to provide you with some inspiration especially for the motivational mondays because i feel like we go through a lot as young people especially during each week week in week out Sometimes we have no one checking up on us. Sometimes we have nowhere to go to. Sometimes we feel like no one understands. So that's why I am doing these Motivational Mondays. On today's show, I'll be talking about something I've never spoken about publicly before, which is losing my friend, a very close friend of mine. And I'll also be profiling the lovely, the beautiful, the great, the iconic Dr. Maya Angelou. I feel like we're in Women's Month and it would be only right if I got quotes from a woman, a great woman. And I'll keep doing so until the end of Women's Month, but not only in Women's Month. Like during the course of the show, I really, really am a believer in women empowerment and empowering women. And I feel like it shouldn't only be in August where we empower women or we recognize women as great, but like throughout the whole year, 365, you know, I'm a lover of women, you know. Okay, so I'm going to get started with the show. I'm going to be talking about... This is actually hard because I've never... I don't talk about this like openly because it's it's something that I feel like I've never got any closure on since it happened and that is losing a friend of mine, Kyle. I lost Kyle in a very sad way. Obviously, losing anyone in any way is sad, you know, especially if it's someone that you love and someone that you care for. But specifically, losing someone to suicide is not easy because you you kind of feel like there's something you could have done or you kind of question yourself as to why this person didn't reach out to you even though you're not the most important person in this person's life obviously because they have a family and they have people who they could reach out to you still kind of feel like wasn't there anything i could have done to prevent this kyle and i met back in 2011 yes it was 2011 at church at youth i'll never forget the first day i ever met kyle it was so so extraordinary in the sense that i had never met this guy but like he made me feel like he had known me all my life you know like literally he came through and we started talking and he spoke to me as if he had always known me and i was kind of thrown back because i'm not that kind of person naturally i'm very reserved i have to get into the groove of things and i have to get comfortable before i am actually myself and i'm very very reserved not because i'm introverted or whatever just because 
I just know like how to act in public. That's one thing my mom kind of like instilled in me when I was a kid. Like know how to act in public, you know. So like I'm very reserved. But with him, it was like yo, he just came out and like he, we just started talking, and he had like um a speech problem. He couldn't speak clearly, but if you knew him and if you took the time to understand him, you'd get what he's trying to say because communication is not always verbal. Yes, verbal communication makes it easier to understand. But sometimes body language, pointing to things, you know, and he made me understand things like that because I realized that I didn't always understand what he was saying because he couldn't, like, uh, audibly say what he wants to say all the time, but he could always gesture or make a sign or something, and you would understand him. And I think that was one of his biggest struggles in life was trying to get people to understand because, I mean, the world is such a cruel place. And I remember when he was still alive and in youth, we always used to discuss and, and help him because he used to have problems at schools people would like um bully him and make fun of him and all of that because he couldn't speak properly and that for me that really hurt because i feel like i understood him even though he couldn't speak well and that's because i wanted to understand him you know and i realized that some people don't want to understand you in life some people don't want to get you some people would rather just make fun of you because that's who they are it doesn't say anything about you but it says everything about that person i was friends with kyle very very close very very close friends with kyle like in fact i feel like if it wasn't for kyle i wouldn't have been friends with chad who is kata who is my producer who introduced me to a whole bunch of people and like literally helped me become an artist well a, a recording artist because before i'd become friends with chad i'd never ever recorded music and then ever since I recorded with the chat i've been recording all my life ever since then so i always look at it as my bond with kyle led me to chad and if i had ignored kyle if i treated kyle badly if i had hadn't been a good person to kyle i wonder if me and chad had been friends and i wonder what direction my life would have taken and i don't know i'll never know but i'm grateful for the fact that i knew kyle and i was friends with kyle i remember the last time i ever saw kyle alive it was a youth that's how we always got together as youth but outside of youth would also link up because we were friends but last time i ever saw kyle alive was the first time we ever had our stay awake we have stay awakes at youth and kyle was there with us you know and then i remember after that stay awake i came home with uh chad kyle and owen and juka i think juka was there too juka is also our other friend who, who works in the army so he's hardly ever around but you will get to meet him i think all of us were there together you know and um i came over and we're like we tried to stay awake and then eventually i fell asleep and then um yo it's actually hard talking about it because that's the last time i ever saw him um like I, I I woke up because I'd fallen asleep, but it was late. It was like around six. It was getting dark. And I, I still lived in Mondio back then. And I was in a hurry. I was like, oh, damn, it's late. I have to go home before it gets dark. Let me walk. I didn't want to uh, bother the people and ask for a lift because, I mean, I could just walk. It was probably like a 30-minute, 45-minute walk. And I don't mind walking. Generally, I feel like walking is a good thing. It's exercise. So I walked, but I left in a hurry. I remember I was in a hurry. That was, that was probably the beginning of 20, 2013, you know? And then your life took like a weird turn for me and my family. We moved out of Mondio and all of that. We went to Leaf and Freda. And then I remember one Friday, I just got a text from Owen and he told me, you know, he told me that Kyle was gone. And that really, really, really hurt. Like I, I literally have tears in my eyes. I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying, but I don't talk about it because 
I can't help but cry every time I think about Carl because I really, really love Carl. I love them. Sorry. Yo, so I had to edit out a whole lot of me crying. I don't ever talk about Kyle because I really love Kyle. And the fact that he took his own life just, it kills me, man. It kills me so much because I wish there's something I could have done. I wish there's something, there's something I could have said to him to help him. But there was nothing I could have done. And it hurts. That's the most pain I've ever felt. You know, I thought, I thought the day that my mom walked out on us was a painful day. And I cried a lot about that day. But the day that I got the text saying Carl was gone, I, I can't tell you how painful that day was. And I remember when I came to to the house for the memorial, everybody was there. People from youth, people I didn't even know. Everybody was there and it was real. Carl was really, really gone. And then the next time I ever saw Carl, I saw him when he was in, in his casket in his at his funeral at church and that was really hard for me you know I had to go say goodbye to him I couldn't like when we were at the at the funeral that was the first funeral I'd ever attended my whole life um they they obviously give you that time where you can go view the body and I got up and I went to go view him and I spoke to him, I remember telling him that I loved him and I walked away and that was it, you know. And I don't think I, I've got any closure. I don't think I don't think I'll ever find any closure because I don't know what it's gonna take for me to get over Kyle. And losing Kyle the way I did actually inspired me to be the person I am. You know, I always try my best to cheer people up. I always try my best to check on people when I feel like when I have a feeling about them or when I haven't heard from them in a while, you know. Carl is the reason why I actually went along and I started out my own NPO and I do what I do professionally because I feel like if I could just save one life, just one, I would have done the world a great favor, you know. I was recently um, on Facebook and I was watching some clip like this guy i always watch motivational things everywhere like on all my social media platforms i'm always like looking out for motivational things and this one guy i forgot um what his channel's name is but he just always like drops facts and like reality as it is because he believes or he states sometimes that uh the media twists stories and there was this indian actor who passed away but he took his life apparently and the guy who made the post was like profiling that story and at the end of the story he basically just gave a statistic that 800,000 people commit suicide every year and I think it broke down to one in every 40 seconds or whatever it was you know but the fact that 800,000 people commit suicide for me I feel like that is a tragedy one every 40 seconds that is such a tragedy and I believe that suicide should not be an option. I, I believe that the society we, we live in, the governments of the world, you know, I believe that they're failing us as people. As long as we still have to turn to suicide, suicide shouldn't be an option for anyone because you should never get to a point where you feel like there's no way out besides taking my own life. That should never, ever, ever cross anyone's mind. And the fact that suicide is a thing disgusts me so much the fact that i lost someone to suicide 
hurts even more because I feel like there's something I could have done, you know. And if people in the world, and I'm talking about people who are in higher places, people in governments, people in thriving businesses, you know, major, large brands and corporations, why aren't they doing something about suicide? Why isn't there more campaigns? And I, I heard this this one speaker say something the one time, or oh, I read it somewhere, but it changed my perspective forever. It said, um, you shouldn't be anti-something, rather you should be pro-something. So I am not anti-suicide. I am pro-mental health and psychological well-being. You know, that's why I have an NPO and that's why I promote psychological well-being and mental health because when you're promoting anti-suicide campaigns, you're only bringing about more attention and awareness towards suicide, but rather you're not giving people the solution. What is the solution to suicide? And the only solution I can think of to suicide is psychological well-being, being healthy mentally. And that's why I do these motivational Mondays. And it was really, really important for me to make this the first episode, even though it was hard, like... For me to talk about Kyle, I had to make this the first episode so y'all can understand why this is such an important cause to me. I'm trying to save lives and I'm trying to have people come to me and say, yo, Billy, I listened to a show and I was in a dark space, but like, you helped me. That one motivational Monday where you spoke about Maya Angelou or whoever I'm going to speak about in the future, it helped me see things from a different perspective because that's how my life has literally been changed just by reading books or hearing quotes or watching a movie listening to lyrics and i hear something that like shifts my perspective like with um not being anti-something but rather being pro-something i actually realized that people who are anti-drugs for example are only creating more drug problems people that are anti-war are actually creating more war and that's the problem with the world we live in people are anti but they aren't pro anything and you can't be anti and not be pro so little quotes like that little bits of information like that change people's lives and perspectives and once your perspective has been changed once your life has been changed you can now help the next person and we can take that number from 800,000 people a year taking their own lives to zero. And I believe one day we're going to live in a life where if one person takes their life a year, we're going to have a tragedy and we're not going to allow that. It's going to be zero and I can see it happening, you know. I will move on to the next segment of this show, which is a bit more uplifting and not as sad. You know, and I definitely won't be crying about this because this is something that um, is going to be very inspiring for a lot of people. And I'm going to be talking about Dr. Maya Angelou. There's so many things I didn't know about Maya Angelou. Like, I'm going to have a confession. I hated literature at school. And, like, all throughout my life, I just hated literature. Like, I think it was because of the way it was taught to me and the fact that we had to study Shakespeare. I didn't like Shakespeare, the way it was written and I'm probably going to get crucified for saying this out loud, but someone has to say it. Like, I didn't like Shakespeare's poetry. I felt like it was trash. And maybe it was just because of how it was taught to me. Like I said, obviously, a lot of people revere Shakespeare and what he's done, you know, and that's really great. I think Romeo and Juliet is great. Othello is great. But the poetry, eh, you know, you could, like, I, I don't know. It's not my thing. But, like, literature is, is important. I acknowledge the fact that literature is important. 
And because I, I know that literature is important, I knew who Dr. Maya Angelou was. I didn't know her, like, why she was popular. I only knew Dr. Maya Angelou through people quoting her. She never really had that much of a big impact in my life besides her quotes. So I felt like starting off uh, the Motivational Mondays and it being Women's Month, I had to, like find an amazing woman who i could profile and like give you guys quotes from me not knowing a lot about maya angelo or me feeling like i don't know enough or i don't know what i should know about her i thought let me do my research and let me have it as a presentation here and motivate people through her i was actually surprised by the things maya angelo has done i was like no ways this is why maya angelo is such a icon like this is why people respect her i didn't know that maya angelo had won grammys I didn't know that Maya Angelou knew Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King. There are so many things Maya Angelou has done. She's produced things. You know, like, damn, she's such a phenomenal woman. There's this page on YouTube, Evan Kamichael, and he has 10 rules by Maya Angelou. I'm going to have this um, in the resources, so you'll be able to go and view this for yourself and i feel like you should go and view it for yourself because you're probably gonna learn a lot more from viewing it yourself than what i could ever pass on to you so right now i'm gonna go into the 10 rules and the first rule is just do right the quote that i got from her they said be the best human being you can be she just basically was explaining how you should be the best human being possible in your church in your community everywhere you go and she said something like if people mention your name and they're like, ah, oh, hell, that person, ah, oh, then you're definitely doing something wrong. But if people mention your name and they're like, oh, bless that person, oh, he's such a good soul, then you're definitely doing right. The second one is be courageous. The quote that I got from her there said, without courage, you could never practice any other virtue consistently. The next one is love. And the quote that I got from her, which was very, very interesting, was, be careful when a naked person offers you a shirt. And she's so big on um, self-love. The next rule is laugh. The quote that I got there is, if you don't laugh, you'll just die. It's really, really, really incredible how like having a sense of humor can brighten up someone's day or just lighten up uh, a situation. The next rule is be a blessing to someone. The quote that I got from her is, I've had rainbows in my clouds. The sixth rule is turn struggles into triumphs. Uh, the quote that I got from her is out of evil, they can come good. And then the next rule is you are talented. The quote that I got there is we don't understand talent. The next rule is learn to say no. This one I didn't, ha I didn't get any quote from because I was really taken back. The day before I did this research, I just said no to signing some contract for some work that I was doing. She was basically speaking about how there's a, a, a place within you that you have to keep pure. And I think I said no to, to that contract because it didn't align with my ethics. Like that place within me that's pure said no and i couldn't say yes to that contract the next rule is always do your best for me that's that's a principle that i've always lived by and that's something that my dad instilled into me since i was a kid i remember actually the story if i can tell you to you guys it was over a glass of water my dad sent me to go get him a glass of water the one time but because i didn't list i think i was watching tv or i was doing something i did the right thing by rinsing out the glass but 
I did the wrong thing by not drying it out and presenting it to him properly. So he told me that day, in life, you should always do things with all your heart. If you're not going to do something with all your heart, rather don't do it. You could have just told me to go get the glass of water myself. I was a kid. I was. This was before my parents even got a divorce. I was young. And I promise you that day, I learned that I should never do anything half-heartedly. And I'm the kind of person who, if I'm doing something, I'm giving it 110% or I'm not doing it at all if I'm not giving it 110%. So the fact that it's a rule by Maya Angelou made me feel good that I've been doing something right in my life. The last rule she had, rule number 10, was keep rising. And there was this little poem she did. I didn't get any quotes from it because I was so suspended. Like, the way she delivers that poem is so majestic. It's so... It's like, wow, I wish that was the poem that I had studied in high school. I would have probably thought of literature differently, you know? But the way she, like, presented that poem was, like, so, so beautiful and so majestic. Like, I was listening to her, right? And I was hearing what she was saying. But the things she was saying and how she was saying them was, like, so stunning, so shocking that, like, I was left in awe. I was like, wow. And it's the kind of poem that you want to go... And listen to again and every time you feel down every time you feel low you'd go back and you'd listen to it those are the 10 rules by evan Carmichael about dr maya angelo and how to live successfully that's the podcast for this week thank you very much for listening i appreciate your time i appreciate the fact that you tuned in to listen to me um this was a very very hard episode for me just because i opened up about a very personal issue thank you guys for listening my name is billy you can find me on social media at billy i love you bye for more visit www.nicheradio.co.za